Jose, thank you very much for joining us. Uh, tough night for your team. You made a tactical switch. But the transfer market is closed. I have said what I have said about this. I want hegs from Waitrose. I get hegs from, I don't, I don't know where the hegs are from. Head is buying the hegs. Uh, oh, I see. Uh, well, actually, I didn't ask about the transfer market. Well, you know, all Manchester United fans do not read the newspaper. They do not watch television as well. You, you, you think so? I know. So Manchester is very poor city. They have no money for newspaper and for TV. Forget it. These are hard times. Not as hard as Myanmar. It's only football. It's not hard times. Oh, I, I get it. Um, so do you think you'll recover from this start to the season? <sighs> it's true. We win tactical battle today. We win physical battle today. We win strategic battle today. And we win the fashion battle. Pogba win with emoji battle. Lingard win with finger and hair battle with Deli Ali. But yes, we, we did not win the game. Right, you, you lost 3-0. Three? Excuse me. Three? You know what it means? Yes, it's the number of goals that Tottenham scored. No, no. It's number of premierships I have. I have three more than you, three more than Klopp, three more as many as he, whose name I will not say. Respect. Huh? Respect. Respect. Oh. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Born Offside. Spurs win at Old Trafford. City don't win. Australia moves to the Northern Hemisphere. What's next? Jason's wife actually listening to this podcast? Sana! Welcome. So nice to have you here. Uh, don't go back and listen to the last episode. Jason was talking about urinating in bags and throwing it at pensioners. Speaking of things filled with piss that upset old people, let's get on with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, and uh, other random animals as well, who mysteriously and miraculously have access to podcasts. Um, uh, uh, it's welcome to uh, Born Offside, another uh, wonderful episode, and it is going to be a wonderful episode, I can tell you that much. I can Perhaps feel our it best. <laughs> I can feel it in my bones. Uh, it certainly is going to be one for, for Dave anyway. And uh, uh, how, can, how, can, how can we predict whether it's going to be the best or not? Dave, how can we predict it? It's certainly already the one I've enjoyed the most. Already. <laughs> already. And we've only just kicked off. Indeed. All right. Okay. Look, we will start today's podcast with no other place that we can possibly start at uh, other than Old Trafford, uh, Manchester United versus Tottenham. Uh, I think it's been uh, four years since Tottenham uh, have, uh, have won there, or at least certainly under Pochettino anyway. Uh, uh, and I think that was uh, sort of pouted and talked about quite a lot been pre pre-game uh but once the game all kicked off um uh what did we see dave what did we see 
Well, you actually, like, if you want to talk about when the game kicked off and not the end result, which was 3-0, by the way, it's 3-0. But if you want to start about, talk about the start of the game, then you saw a Manchester United team who played better. You and I both made predictions, as we do for all of these games, and you predicted that Manchester United would win 1-0. And you were obviously horribly, horribly wrong. But I predicted that Tottenham would be the better team. And I was also wrong, not quite as wrong as you, but wrong nonetheless, um, because I, I thought Manchester United were comfortably the better team, especially for, I would say, until the 40th minute mark, at mm. least in the first half. Uh, and they started the second half better. Uh, turning point for me in the game is Lukaku missing an open goal. Uh, okay, yeah, let's... So, so we, we can probably split that into two, can't we? Because yeah. A game of two halves, uh, we could possibly even say. But, uh, and, and you could probably even argue that, that Man United came out and still did well in the first five, ten minutes or, or, or so. Well, five minutes anyway. Um, so we'll tackle, tackle that first half. And, uh, um, and <laughs> Danny Rose pulls a bit of a walker. It does. And, Maybe it misses Kyle. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Kyle maybe. played for England and in the Man City documentary and he thinks, bloody hell, Kyle Walker makes one massive fuck up every game. And so he's taken it upon himself and to be fair to him, he's emulated Kyle perfectly. So it's he's just done. a Kyle Walker style fuck up that Danny Rose has done there. So he, I don't know, he, maybe he really has. And I mean, other than blowing a kiss to the camera saying, this one's for you, Kyle. Uh, I think it was, it was just one of those head, head in hands moments, really. really and really... A, a, a striker like Lukaku takes it past Lloris and you would expect him, even though he's on his weak foot, you'd expect him to put that one away. Mate, if David De Gea had latched onto that back pass, taking it around Lloris, I would have expected to put him to put it in. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I, I genuinely, speak, generally speaking, like Romelu Lukaku. I think he's a really good role model. Uh, I like the fact that he speaks multiple languages, that he gives back to the community he comes from, sets a great example, but that's a shocker. He's missed an open goal. Like, it's, and, and to be, what, an so 80, you could call, 90, him, you could call him Role Model Lukaku. Oh, very nice. <laughs> role Modelu. Um, role Modelu. <laughs> role Modelu Lukaku. But I, if you're going to be, what, is he a 90 million pound striker? Yes. I thought, to be fair, Gonzalo Higuain is a 90 million pound striker and he also misses sitters. <laughs> but I would have thought for in and around that money, you should be hitting the back of the net with that one. You would, you would think so. Here you go, 90 million. What do you want? I want you to hit the back of the net when you're around the keeper. Is that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no problem. Sold him. It was on his yeah. wrong foot, I guess, but. Ah, come on. I mean, he chipped, I think it was for Belgium versus, oh, right my brains. Was it Panama? Panama. That beautiful beautiful little chip in uh, uh, with his wrong foot as well. Sorry. Similar kind of position. That's all right. You can go for it. What, what song was that? That's Van Halen's Panama. Oh. Which somehow during the World Cup, we neglected to play at any point. We should have been all over it. But yes, Van Halen oh. have a song called Panama. It's awful. It's for the kids. <laughs> go look it up. Mourinho not best pleased uh, with that, obviously. You could tell his displeasure uh, at the end of it, but it wasn't, uh, uh, it wasn't the end of it. Uh, uh, Man United had, had, had quite a few chances in that first half. I, I agree. I agree with you in the sense that they probably edged, edged it. They probably played better, but I didn't think they were much better, and I didn't think Tottenham were brilliant either. So I think no, it we was, were poor. Yeah. For, first, mm -hmm. first half, we were we were poor. I think other than Lloris and Vertonghen, I don't think anyone turned up. And if you watch around the 40th minute, 
um, Tottenham get the ball, and I think it's specifically Deli Ali, but it could have been it could have been Harry Kane, who I thought was not good in the first half at all. Either of them. If you watch, there's a moment. I think it's around 40, 41 minutes where Ali gets the ball on the edge of the penalty area. He he dilly dally dallies, gets the ball pinched off him, and Pochettino, who does not like to display his emotion too much on the sideline, kicked a water bottle fucking miles. He Ooh. belted it. It really went, and he was in a proper rage. When he went down the tunnel at halftime, he'd taken his jacket off, mate. Like, oh, oh dear. That pristine yeah. black jacket of his, black shirt, black tie. I think it's a very dark blue, but yes. Uh, okay. he, he had, he's really, really was up, uh, upset. And um, uh, I was watching that game uh, in a pub with a bunch of people, including some Americans who were trying to switch it to golf. Stop following Not again. around. <laughs> Fuck Not sake. again. Bloody oh. golf. Anyway, um, but I was sitting there going, Tottenham are not playing well. We're still in this game, but we're, we are not playing well. And because I watch them play every week, I know that they can play better than that. And we were just not playing with any intensity. Uh, and I think that showed when we went forward. Ericsson was poor first. Mura actually did play well first half. I mean, Mura played well the whole game. Uh, and he's, um, we'll get onto him in a bit, I guess. But yeah, first, first half, Man United played well. They played with intensity. Tottenham did not play well at all. And I was actually looking forward to the second half because I thought there's no way Poch is going to let them play that badly again. Mm. And uh, yeah, it, it was, it, and with some of the performance, performances individually as well, uh, uh, we, you've got players like, like Fred, who I thought came along uh, much, much better. Uh, Luke Shaw was, was highly involved and, and playing good as well. Luke Shaw was but, excellent, mate. It, mate, it was yeah. really good. He was Manchester United's primary creative output as well. And the, hmm. there were times he was running on beyond, in behind. He has this horrible habit, though, of when... Because you know, as at left back, you can be um, the beneficiary of a ball that will loop out of the box. So maybe there's a cross gone in from the right hand side, or but the fullbacks often collect the ball after it's kind of looped out of the box, and they have, mm. you know, typically they put it right back in. Shaw does this thing again and again where he just whacks it as hard as he can yeah. in, into the crowd and hopes, which I wish he wouldn't do. Well, he, he, he got some uh, rewards from doing that in the previous match when Lukaku nodded it in at the back post, didn't he? So maybe he just suddenly thought, I'm going to just do it again. And I saw him do it a couple of times in this match as well. But it was, yeah, it's sort of driven in almost Mendy style. But if it's from the edge of the box, you're, you know, if you're doing it Mendy style, he does it from the sidelines, you know, practically from, from the side of the pitch. And it gives people a chance at least to, to, to have a run in on, on balls which come through. But he's doing it pretty much kind of from the corner edge of, of the box. And that doesn't give much time for people to get ahead to it or a touch to it unless he miscues it like he did in the previous match. So, um, but Mate, uh, what, are, you, are you saying, are you saying Bendy yeah. like Mendy? Oi, oi, Bendy yes. like Mendy. Bendy, Mendy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll talk about Bendy, Bendy Mendy a little later on, of course, as we always do. Um, but yeah, just uh, Luke Shaw and Fred, I thought, were two really good performances in the first half. But did they lack cohesion in that first half? Was that the problem? Was that, I only remember really one sort of flowing-ish kind of move, and that was kind of on a counter-attack 
kind of, um, where they were able to switch it from left to right and, uh, and, and get a bit of a, an end product with Valencia smashing it over the bar. But um, uh, like apart from that, was, was there a cohesion problem with this? Cer- certainly not attacking-wise there was any cohesion. And if you look at the Lukaku chance, which was the really good chance, that came from a, from a glaring Tottenham mistake. Uh, but I thought that their effort was good. The selection of and performance of Ander Herrera was a strange one. Actually, I like Herrera. Uh, mm-hmm. And if you go back to the semi-final at the end of last year, which Manchester United won, Herrera was man of the match. And he, was, um, he played in this role where he was marking Deli Alli for that game. So he played as a deep defensive midfielder. And it's clear that his job was that when United didn't have the ball, he sat on Alli. Not literally mm. sat on him, sat but just on it. Right. stood yeah. in and around Ali at all points. That would um, have hurt. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah. yes, he's, I mean, he's quite light. I would have thought Andrew Herrera, but you wouldn't want him sitting mm. on you during a match. Yeah. Uh, but, but today's game, he did not do that. He was deeper. He was almost playing as a third centre-back, and he clearly didn't know how offside worked. Like, yeah. I should imagine that's the only position in the, in, in the pitch, midfield, where you, generally speaking, don't have to worry about offside, right? Either going forward or coming back. I don't think Stevie Gerrard, for example, ever really had to worry about being offside or playing someone onside. And it was yep. clear to me that Ando Herrera hadn't looked up offside before he'd gone out there. And, <laughs> like, what is that again? Right. Okay. Well, he, he, he famously did a number on, on uh, Hazard as well. Uh, yeah. I don't know if it was last season or a couple of seasons ago. Um, and, uh, you know, he's obviously been... Uh, pinpointed by Mourinho as a person who's capable of doing that. But I don't think he was given those kinds of instructions today. I think possibly Mourinho thought that it wasn't necessary, that he'd want him to be a little freer. But I would have sat him in, uh, you know, speaking of sitting on players, I would have, I would have make it, made him sit on, on Ericsson. Uh, because surely he's he's the guy who's going to be pulling all the strings. Um, well, Ericsson, Ericsson does wander around a hell of a lot. Like That's true. He is, you know, he's on one side, he's on the other side. He does, he does kind of wander around a little. But whatever, I'm sh- it seems weird that the instruction that Mourinho would have given to him is play as the right-sided centre-back in a three and just be <laughs> awful. <laughs> like, <laughs> you just imagine them before, him talking to his players just beforehand. Oh, dear. Yeah, Luke Short, maraud. Okay, do as much as you want. I've, I've seen enough of you in preseason. Pogba, yeah. live up to the emoji. Do it. Do yeah. it, Pogs. <laughs> Go for it. Lingard, the hair. Liking it. Good. Can you just shove it in people's faces so that they know that you've changed your hair? Uh, who's next? Uh, um, uh, Herrera, just sit at the back. <laughs> sit at the back of a central three and just play really badly, okay? Yeah, oh, thank you, boss. <laughs> it, was, it was bizarre. Um, but yes, was, they, yeah. they didn't have really any attacking cohesion. And that's what made me feel like, even though we weren't playing well, that we could win that game. Because I felt like right. if we did, and we did eventually, um, one, I mean, uh, to be fair to Tottenham, I thought once we scored, we were then like, oh, let's be Avenue. Like, all right, they, all right, all right. So let's move, move, move on to the second half. Yes, now we've, we've established that. <laughs> which are probably 45 of the happiest minutes uh, of your, um, well, I don't know, like well, it, last... took us, it took us five minutes to score, so I'm going to say 40 minutes of my 40 minutes, minutes, all right. But then there's another five minutes at the end of extra, extra it was played on. Yes, extra and those were minutes. particularly, you're right, it is 45. <laughs> 
45 very enjoyable minutes probably more enjoyable than the 45 minutes it took you to get married i don't know um so <laughs> how long did it no take comment. you to get married more all right than 45 okay. minutes okay. <laughs> that, that dragged on also, eh? also i want to i was, also want to say that during that particular life event at no point did i shout out at the top of my voice finish them <laughs> <laughs> Because I think I did it mine. So <laughs> I remember yours. I remember you doing exactly that. Finish it. <laughs> Finish it. Been here long enough. Bloody hell. How long? 45 minutes. I could have a very enjoyable second half. Thank you with that. Um, so we'll talk about my, my uh, wedding and marriage on another, on another day, on another occasion. Uh, step up for Finish the second it. half. <laughs> Finish it. <laughs> and uh, I believe the first thing, the first sort of real talking point uh, were, uh, and, and let's dive straight into it, Dave, because this is really your, your 45 minutes to encapsulate within the next 10 to 15 minutes, hopefully not too much longer. Uh, Harry, let's start with Harry Kane's neck muscles, circa 55 minutes. Uh, just give me a little bit of an outlay as to what, how do you believe they were functioning at that very moment in time when the cross right. came in from the corner? They were functioning to their very maximum. <laughs> they were maximum neckicus, heady ballus, back of neticus. They were <laughs> so, mate, I think almost like I might do a bonus episode of the podcast where I just discuss the formation of Harry Kane's neck muscles during that header. <laughs> I, I think up until that point, Harry hadn't played well. He hadn't linked up particularly well. He looked tired like he's looked for four or five months, however long it is. Uh, but that header, mate, was a moment of proper class a to lose phil jones uh yep. b to be going slightly backwards and then c the direction and power against the world's best goalkeeper let's not forget mm -hmm. uh in the postage stamp it was oof, like mate i i think honestly alan shearer and andy gray's collective auras exploded at the joy that they found in in that headed goal it was lovely wasn't it lovely it was lovely <laughs> I remember the he the the headed goal that he scored against Arsenal in his first. Oh, London that was all. That was also delicious. And uh, yeah, it sort of. Um, I mean, it was a different position, different game, obviously different everything. Uh, uh, but it did it did just ring a little bit with me when I saw that going because it was a bit of a strange one. It was a deep corner, and deep deep corners like that out swingers. Obviously, you're not going to get any any uh, challenge from uh, from the goalkeepers, especially not De Gea because he's he's too short to come out for stuff like that anyway. But you are going to need a lot of power to put that back to where it comes from. It's, it's, he's done everything that, he, that a good striker needs to do in that position. Uh, but to do it, I mean, he's almost standing by the penalty spot, you know, when he's headed that back in again. And you just, uh, you, you've, you've got to admire uh, uh, that header. It really was. And it, it, I think it caught everyone a little bit off guard and a little bit by surprise as well, because... Um, like you said, after the first 45 minutes, Man United looked good and uh, they looked like they were okay. They didn't necessarily look like they were too much, under too much pressure in the first five minutes. And then this almost came out as a bit of a bolt from the blue, didn't it? And it, you could sense Man Manchester, the whole of Manchester, at least Manchester, the red part of Manchester, just thinking, oh, God, here we go. You know, are we going to be able to, you know, we've, we've knocked on the door quite, you know, with quite a lot of endeavor in the first half. Are we going to be able to come back from this? And uh, but so no. yeah, for, for me, I thought <laughs> no, no is the short answer. Yeah, not don't you? And to make matters worse, Lucas Mora, within yeah. minutes, 
of, he's, been scoring, uh, he's been scoring this season and he had some more goals today. Oi! And let's have some more of that, please, then. Yes, please. Uh, good, good man, Mora. You can't keep a, a, a more uh, down. Anyway. No. Um, <laughs> uh, Mora in, in Portuguese means to live somewhere, you know. Uh, so uh, maybe he... Uh, he well, he is Brazilian, in... isn't he? So he's, he's Lucas yeah. Liver. Yeah, they look not not as in your artery, not not artery, your bodily organ. thing, organ. Thank you. I was going to say function, but yeah. So Lucas Lucas Liver, uh, Lucas Liver comes up, pops up, and he, he I think he scores really well. I think because he, he has to he has to get his foot into a a bit of a ruck, uh, ruck, and it, it sort of he. He has to get there first, and you know he's going to take a bit of a bang. And uh, but he's got in there, and it's it's a good finish, a very good finish. It's I a find. good finish, but uh, again, not to dwell on Ander Herrera's performance. He was amazingly bad allowing Ericsson to be on side, and then he was amazingly bad at blocking Mora's shot. Like it, he yep. really made sure that goal went in. Like it's basically <laughs> possibly good. Uh, poor, he didn't feel like he belonged, did he? Poor old no. Herrera. Um, yeah. So, uh, and then if 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 the red side of Manchester were worried after Harry Kane's neck muscles came into uh, into fruition, uh, then uh, they were even more worried when Mora popped up with uh, with that second one. Yeah, and then and then Tottenham really did look to hit them on the counter, and the third goal came, but it should have come before. Ali's had a chance. We've had numerous chances to play various people in at, at different times. And and then I think this is the part that would have frustrated me as a Manchester United fan was that uh, Jose's response was to bring on Fellaini and whack the ball long. And, All right. Okay. And, and that Tottenham team, I may, I'm a Tottenham fan, but I will tell you that Tottenham team have a weakness mentally. And even at 2-0 up, the momentum could have easily have swung one goal back. We saw what happened with Belgium against Japan. We, we've seen what's happened with you know, Tottenham on numerous occasions. I'm sorry, but they're mentally fragile. They're, they're, they're a great team. The, the best team that I've seen in my t- time alive as a Tottenham fan. But they do have a mental fragility. But Mourinho, by deciding to just pump the ball long into, into Fellaini and, and Lukaku, we could live with that. We could cope with that. It wasn't really... I mean, Alderweireld and... And Vertonghen were like, really? You're going to go? You're going to go? I mean, because if out of Erold and Vertonghen have a weakness, it's they're not the quickest. And and you saw him bring Trippier off and put Aurier on because he was worried about speed. Jo- uh, sorry, Rose started in front of Davies because of speed. And like, why Rashford didn't come off the bench? I cannot believe. Like it didn't make any sense to yeah. me. Yeah, and and bringing a Belgian on to face two Belgian central defenders as well is not going to uh, to work well, is it? Building another Belgian on because Lukaku. Jesus, this was, this game was actually littered with Belgian. Dembele, Dembele's a Belgian. Yeah, there you go. Belgians everywhere. Um, yeah, it was uh, you. I, I thought that because he br- he brought Matic off, and I thought Matic was was injured. Um, well, and uh, also was, first game back since the World Cup for Matic, wasn't since, it? Yeah, yeah. So he looked, you know, he gave away that stupid one in the first half for for Ali, which he was lucky not to to get punished from. Um, and he 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 just he wasn't quite up to scratch, was he? And I think the rest of the team was sort of carrying him a little bit, certainly in that first half. Um, but second half, um, let's let's not sort of dwell too much in, in, in that sort of aspect. 
they were picked apart. Uh, and the third goal by Mora, I think it was lovely, you know, because he could have gone down, uh, uh, you know, on that last challenge, but he, he kept it, you know, strong and he kept going through and then he scored. And I, I think it's, it's deserved as well, especially because he's coming for, for, uh, for Son, who uh, we, we can talk about more in the future as well, who's also having this, these issues at the moment as to whether or not he'll even play for the next two years for, uh, uh, for Spurs. Everything is reliant on him winning the Asian games in the next two matches, because uh, I believe they're through to the semifinals now. But, uh, oh, did they win that quarter? Oh, they did. They, they did. They did. Come this, on, yeah. Sonny. Sorry. So, yeah, so they got, they got oh, two. Sonny got both goals as well in extra time. Come on, Sonny. Yeah. He obviously wants it, mate. <laughs> he really he wants, wants it. it. <laughs> oh, dear. And um, we, we uh, but both of us, obviously, being, you know, uh, having lived in South Korea for so many years, uh, we, we know full well uh, of the extent of it. I think people are still thinking, surely not, right? Surely not. But actually, yes. You know, I they, think, he will. I think he, has military one, he has one more chance at the 2020 Olympics. If they were to get a medal at the 2020 Olympics, that, that would be his last chance. Last chance, so, yeah. And, but even that, I believe that's in February or something. And I think the cutoff is December with a possible extension. So they'll need to apply for an extension for him. And, uh, and then, yes, he needs to, uh, he obviously would need to do something. But obviously, he'd like to get that one sewn up. And so would Tottenham uh, uh, like to get that one sewn up as well, uh, 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 you know, for the benefit of him coming back. But what an, what an ample replacement in Mora. And when Sun does come back... I feel for Son because I felt as though certainly towards the end of last season, he was really making that position his own. And now to come back and Lucas Moura suddenly shining, he must be thinking, oh God, you know, I'm going to have to go through that whole thing again of, of being on the periphery and then fighting to, to, to become, you know, a starter. Uh, obviously a nice headache for uh, Pochettino to have, but... Uh, Mate, I need uh, to, I need to so. just quickly correct myself because I was actually looking at the score from an Asian Cup game from two years ago. South Korea, mate, Beat Uzbekistan 4-3. Oh, oh my goodness. So that Sonny, was Sonny, didn't, Sonny didn't score any of them. But, um, ah. uh, okay. Da, da, da. So he's... But uh, yes, I it mean, did go to extra time and it did finish 4-3. Wow, um, God, he must be stressed. Um, yeah, it must be really tough for him, uh, you know. And I know that a lot of, you know, South Koreans feel for him. But look, it's, there's no way the government are going uh, to go back on it. It's a shining example if they, you know, it, it, it just can't happen. It just can't happen. So we're talking, we're talking definitely going off on military service and, and uh, Tottenham losing him for, uh, for 18 months, I think, I believe is... Uh, is, yes, is yes, it could be. Uh, could be could All be right. Horrible. Anyway, okay. let's, let's not talk about that, mate. Let's, let's move on, I think. As yes, much as I let's would move like on. In the next half of the podcast, <laughs> I will be doing a special on Harry Kane's neck muscles, Luca Amora's... Lucas Moore's thighs and uh, <laughs> Deli Ali's fingers. Um, All right. Okay. Yeah, but no, that's 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 enough of that. We'll <laughs> we'll take a break. Congratulations, obviously, to Tottenham. Commiserations to Man United. Uh, uh, we will. There is so much that we could discuss on this game for sure. Uh, but tweet us um, uh, if you want and uh, comment. Uh, on, on our Facebook page. If you'd like to leave any comments, uh, get in touch with us and, and we'll, we'll be sure to attempt to bring them up in our next podcast as well. But right now we'll go for a bit of a break and we'll come back and, and review the rest of the Premier League's matches.
Matty told Matty, let's don't take no chance. Let's not be seven, come and learn to dance. Wooly bully, wooly bully. Wooly bully, wooly bully, wooly bully all the way to part two. Welcome back to part two of the Born Offside podcast. Uh, we'll be uh, we'll be going through the rest of the Premier League matches. Obviously, the big one, the highlights, was the Manchester United versus Tottenham match, which we discussed in the first half, and that was uh, 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 obviously a great uh, um, uh, result uh, for for Tottenham on that one. Uh, but mate, I'd like to talk about um, what I thought was till now. Game of game of the season, and uh, t- to me anyway, I, th- I certainly thought it was the early kickoff on Saturday. Wolves versus Man Shitty. Uh, it was quite a match. This one it ended one all, uh, which basically put bogus to our predictions of a three nil shitty win or a four nil four one city win. I think is what I uh, predicted on that one. It was one all in the end, mate. This was uh, this was an absolute classic. It was a, a fantastic match. May I mean I I didn't see it. it was on uh, the crack of dawn so you're the you're, <laughs> okay, you're, yeah that's you're, right watched it. I, I've like... seen the goals I know the score I've heard I've heard the rumors mate um but yeah oh. obviously Wolves have blown the title rice wide open uh, <laughs> title rice title rice this is title rice isn't it it's, it's title rice, rice on. title rice thank you Wolverhampton you put his title rice open um <laughs> and yeah I Thanks, mean Roy. Man City of of drop points is calamity. Um, pep out, surely. <laughs> surely, that would be the next uh, uh, port call. I think so, uh, and because uh, it's obvious that the players just don't want to play for him. No, um, no. so you no. could tell that from the way that they had all the chances in the game, sixty three percent possession, and and <laughs> the ball against the post, and only only managed to concede a goal to a handball. <laughs> Mate, for me it was uh, so. Uh, uh, for for listeners again who don't know, but uh, I'm sure many of you do because <laughs> you're re- repeat listeners. Dave is over in the states, so this match was probably on at about three o'clock in the morning, and uh, I'm over in Australia, so this match was on at ten uh, nine thirty, I believe. Prime uh, time. Oh, it's fantastic. Just put the kids to bed, sit down, crack open a beer. Bob's your uncle. Love it. He is indeed. Uh, he is, and he certainly was during this match. I was gripped uh, by this match because, uh, obviously, once again, Wolves being my second favourite team for the for, for the league this year uh, uh, because of the Portuguese contingents uh, involved in it. But it was an absolutely outstanding match. What we saw was was a lot of the same for Manchester City in that they dominated possession around the back. They dominated possession moving forward up moving the whole team up towards midfield. And if, if Wolves ever decided to press from the front, they were very quickly outdone. So it was only a matter of time before they realized, well, what's the point? We're not going to expend any energy in trying to get the ball off of company, uh, uh, Edison and uh, um, whoever else is back there. Laporte, I think it was, yes, because uh, Stones didn't play. Um, but uh, they, they just knocked the ball around so confidently around the back over there. And that's exactly what they want. They want you to come up and press to stretch the game so that they're able to find spaces in the midfield and uh, up front to be able to attack. But Wolves did what I think pretty much almost every single Premier League team will probably do, uh, bar probably Liverpool, uh, maybe Man United and uh, uh, possibly Arsenal or Chelsea. Uh, and that is just to, to sit around the, the halfway line uh, with 11 players behind the halfway line and invite uh, Manchester, Manchester City to try and break them open uh, and try and try and find the gaps in the defense. They, Wolves did that 
in, in, uh, for large periods of the game. Not so much at the beginning. They did really well in the beginning and they did press from the front and they held their own really, really well in the first 15 minutes or so. Uh, Man City had a few lovely classic moves once they actually managed to move forward. Um, in, in the it was a 20 minute mark. There was a big mistake from company. Uh, uh, he, he mistouched, uh, uh, miscontrolled the ball. Wolves broke and scored, but it was offside and it was actually offside. It was, uh, it was such a shame. Jimenez was, uh, was just offside. Uh, and within minutes, uh, within seconds, actually, uh, uh, Man City went up the other side and hit the post. And suddenly the game was really open. It was just really fantastic. Um, within seconds of uh, Aguero hitting the post, Rui Patricio, who, by the way, is number 11. I don't know if you noticed that or not. But oh, man, you uh, don't know the story behind that? No, no. Tell me. Tell the me. The Wolves' number one keeper, uh, who's African, I believe, um, had to retire because he got leukemia. So oh, Rui, Rui Patricio yeah. is wearing the number 11 as a kind of homage to him because yes. he didn't want to come in and take his shirt. That's right. No, I do. I do remember. Yes, absolutely. Um, but whoever the left winger is down the left wing must have gone, oh, man, that was oh, okay. I'll wait till next season. Um, uh, but yeah, so number 11, Rui Patricio pulls off what is uh, arguably save of the season so far. Uh, um, Sterling has no right to have a shot from where he has where he has the shot from. Uh, the, the ball sort of kind of gets stuck a little bit. It clips out in front of him and he just whacks it on the volley. It's out swinging as well, which makes it even harder for Patricio. And he goes at it with the wrong, with it, well, what many people would say is his wrong hand, but actually it's his, so it's his right hand diving over to his left over above his body. So he arches his body and it's just beautiful. He just tips it on onto the, onto the post, uh, post come, crossbar and he and it goes out and uh, it was just an unbelievable save and uh, they replayed that save I think about a million times on TV because it was just so good um, and uh, and yeah and so the first half was was really uh, very well fought and I think a, a lesson for any team watching who would like to uh, beat Man Man City this uh, this this season. Martinho was very composed. Neves was very inventive, and uh, Bolly and Cody round the back were just rocks. They were fantastic. Um, so I thought it was it was just really really well well played. Helder Costa played fantastic on the right, uh, taking on Mendy uh, all the time. He was no fear. Really really good. And uh, uh, I, was, I, just, I just thought it was a fantastic match. If anyone gets a chance to watch that match over, uh, then I, I highly do recommend it. Um, Mate, there's a then... couple of things I want to bring up from, from this game. One yep. is our already favourite, sheerly due to his name, Willy Bolly. Bolly Bolly! Willy Bolly! He scored, mate, but he used his hand. Is that legal? He did. He'd, um, yes, apparently so. Nowadays, it, it's uh, oh, according really? to... Yeah, it looks it's like it is. Yeah, yeah, it's foot, all right to it's use foot, hand. Open parentheses and hand, close parentheses, ball now, is it? <laughs> Mate, it was a handball and there was talk about it being offside as well, to top it all, to add. Uh, two wrongs do make a goal. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Rub salt into that wound. It was a, a cross uh, from, uh, from Martino. Beautiful cross, you know, that went in. And it just, it seemed to clip the head. I'm not sure if it was Jimenez or Neves or someone. And it seemed to clip the head and it went over. But the, the linesman was unsighted. As it, he falls down onto the ball, he just misses with his head. 
but I think he knows full well that he's got. Oh, he knows. There. Oh, Mate, yes. I, I watched. I watched the goal. Yep. Um, with the sound off, so I didn't know there was a controversy about the the handball and until I saw the replay. But seeing it first time, you can't tell with the naked eye. He's touched it with his hand. That's so right. So I, I don't think you can blame the ref, the linesman, anyone. But Willy Bolly knows what Willy Bolly's done, and Willy yes. Bolly has touched the ball with his handy wandy. That's what Willy <laughs> Bolly has done. And he was on the floorsy warsy, not even getting upsy wopsy, was he? He was he was on the floor. Nosy Shall I get up? And then when he realized it was a goal, he ran off like a lunatic. Willy Bolly! Willy Bolly. Can we have that sound effect, please, if that's okay? Yes. Well, All right. I'll find it. Good. Um, yeah, one up against the champions. Oh my goodness. Uh, it was, it was offside. It was a handball, but it stood. Um, and then, uh, uh, to, to make matters a little bit worse, a definite penalty straight up the other end. Uh, um, <laughs> I think silver, silver just got slammed, uh, by Nevsh and, uh, and nothing was given. And I'm sure Pep at the time must've thought, what do I have to do? Uh, or what do my boys have to do to, to score? Uh, but upstep Laporte with a bullet header on 68 and, uh, you know, where, they, you know, a lot of these teams have gone for these zonal markings at the moment and it's just not working. It's like the, the amount of times that, that Man City just put in uh, uh, free kicks from the edge of the box-ish, side edge of the box-ish, and the players weren't marked. It was just ridiculous. They got away with one with company almost scoring in the first half, and um, uh, but they didn't get away with this one. Laporte scored. Uh, and and then that was uh, that was pretty much it. Um, it was. Mate, although there was one other thing I think worth commenting on after Laporte, and that mm. was the arrival of Adama Traore and indeed oh, yes. Adama Traore's bottom, which also came on because <laughs> it's so large that I believe it needs to be considered a separate player. Like it I, is huge. It, it's not a bottom though, is it? It's a booty. <laughs> it's a booty. <laughs> It really, it really does look like a booty. And how he, he manages to generate the pace that he, he does uh, through doing it's that. Due to the booty. Um, it is all it must be due to the booty. The... I can't Mate, think who of was, any who other Who was way. up against him? It's, it was Mendy, wasn't it? Who, like Mendy, Benjamin yeah. Mendy, who's a player with pace, athleticism, uh, drive. Adama Traore was making Mendy look slow. <laughs> like, yeah. and you could tell Mendy was like, where the bloody hell did this come from? Ridiculous. <laughs> And then, you know, obviously Mendy's realized at one point, oh, hang on, he can't, can't actually pass or cross or shoot or anything like that. But Jesus, he is, <laughs> I mean, if, if he learned to, to pass or cross or shoot, Torre, it'd be lethal. Now, I think we can, we can all totally see why he's not playing from the start, right? He's an <laughs> yes. impact, impact player. It's chaos. It's just like, <laughs> hang on, go get chaos. <laughs> Chaos. Where's chaos? He's, he didn't even warm up, I think. I think all the other guys... You don't warm up a booty like that. It is no. so massive. <laughs> it's just hot and ready to go. All the <laughs> <All> time. <laughs> all the time. Um, he, was, he was... I remember, I remember when they... Uh, they were... Uh, um, Silver... Um, not Silver. Spirito Santo. Sorry, I get my Portuguese and uh, mixed up. Spirito Santo uh, uh, sent all his players to go and warm up in the second half. But not Adama Traore. Adama no, Traore no stayed on the bench just watching. And he was one of the first on. He was like, he didn't need to warm up. Forget it. And yeah, no, he was. He was very good. And, uh, and one last thing, uh, right at the end, Aguero decided to take the free kick in the 94th minute, had a chance and hit the bar. 
and uh, and I think it was it was a strange one because um, ah silver had been taken off I think by that point so maybe he stepped up and went uh -uh, I'm gonna have this and you know Man City could very well have pinched it but I think it would have been unfair uh, uh, I think uh, Wolves definitely deserved a, a, a draw out of this just through their endeavour uh, uh, their game plan and their positivity. Uh, as well during the match. So, um, so well done, Wolves. Uh, a, a creditable draw. Uh, I think that's only two points, though, in, in the league so far. So it's not looking great, but they're definitely one to look out for. I'm going to hate them when they come down to St. Mary's. Oh, my God. Uh, we'll definitely be smank, spanked. I think on that one. Um, all right, moving on uh, to uh, what uh, what you'd like to, uh, I'm sure, discuss. Uh, the London derby, the relegation battle, uh, six-pointer, Arsenal versus West Ham. Mate, uh, you predicted a 3-1 win, and the score was? Indeed, 3-1. It was um, a very strange experience for me to watch this game because I obviously wanted them both to lose. Um, <laughs> But it was also a very enjoyable game. But it was enjoyable in, in the sense, you know, sometimes you watch games, and I, I get the feeling that you had this watching the Wolves-Man City game, that you're watching a game with quality in it, and you're just enjoying the quality. Mm. Whereas Arsenal-West Ham, I was watching it going, they can't possibly be this open. Oh, they are. This, oh, my, both of them. Just why? It's like a Dutch brothel during a financial boom. It is as open <laughs> and as welcoming uh, and it's just, just it was, mate, it was fairly unbelievable. And it came from the fact that both teams played two in midfield, but they kind of played one in midfield because mm. Arsenal played with um, Xhaka and Genduzi. I mean, Ramsey was in there too. He was further forward. So, but like in that kind of holding, they played with Xhaka and, and, and I believe it's Genduzi, not Gwenduzi. Uh, just kidding. Gwen. Gwen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. Gwen, fine. Uh, <laughs> But the thing was, Xhaka is awful. So Guendouzi was more or less in there by himself. And then West Ham uh, were playing with Sanchez, who'd come in for Mark Noble and Jack Wilshire. And Jack Wilshire is as bad as Granite Xhaka. And so it was just like there was one each in midfield and everyone else just <laughs> ran wild. Uh, I was particularly... I, honestly, mate, I really genuinely think that West Ham deserved to win this game. They had the way better chances... Uh, the, the goals that Arsenal scored came due to um, errors. Like the first one was a, a double error from Issa Jop. Issa Jop. Issa yep. Jop, who kicked the ball miles up in the air and then kicked it in his own net, which um, seemed very silly. Uh, yes. So, but then West Ham created chances through, good, I thought Felipe Anderson, who they've purchased from Lazio, who's clearly getting away from the mad nuns. But I, I thought Felipe Anderson was excellent, really excellent. Drove with the ball, collected it in tight spaces, negotiated his way out. I love that phrase, negotiated his way out of tight spaces. <laughs> right, right. Three cigarettes and a go on my sister if you let me through there. All right, then. Off you go. <laughs> Tough negotiation, but yeah, I accept. <laughs> you may leave. Um, but yeah, he did. I thought it was fantastic, um, Felipe Anderson. Um, mm. Brilliant. And, and, and I thought his link up with Arnautovic was very good. And West Ham visibly got worse when Arnautovic had to go off with a knock. Yep. I was just going to say a word for Arnautovic as well, obviously, because, uh, yeah, he's, uh, I think he's been great since he, uh, you know, since he, he's moved over. And obviously there was a lot of, uh, 
debate and talk and everything when he he moved from Stoke uh, uh, and um, it was Stoke wasn't it yeah it was Stoke yes. uh, something for a second but no uh, when he moved from Stoke and of course he did the hammers uh, uh, sing, signal you know when he uh, um, when he played against um, uh, when he played against, Mark Hughes against, he hates Mark, Mark Hughes, Hughes isn't he absolutely yeah and Mark Hughes hates him uh, so it's a, a hate hate relationship by the sounds of things so mate I do uh, get but, the feeling that Marco Arnautovic is a horrible human being yeah no I do as well but um, but a, ver- a very well taken goal I think you know yeah, really really football, beautiful no doubt. very quick very fast uh, he didn't have much time to think about it and bang you know it was past Petacek before he even knew anything about it so uh, and I do like him as a player but you're right as an individual no, there's no yeah. doubt. He's a horrible man. Horrible. Mate, um, talking about um, dubious individuals, there were the, 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 I think the main news out of this game was the fact that Meza Ozil was, was not in the mat. He wasn't in the starting lineup. He wasn't on the bench. Afterwards, yeah. um, uh, Dick Emery tried to tell us that uh, he had a cold. But, but then <laughs> also, also said that he was allowed in the dressing room, which is just frankly stupid. Like you don't let a player with a cold into the dressing room. Uh, so that, I mean, either Emery's nuts or he's lying. And I think it's the second one. But, but a, was, a bit more, yeah, yes. One doesn't necessarily exclude the other. I'll give you that. Um, but I thought Ozil, the absence of Ozil was made Arsenal look so much better. I'm, I'm sorry, but he's all right. He's a great assist maker, but, if you're going to play modern day football, you have to be able to press and Ozil is too lazy. He doesn't press. I was going to say, does he slow the game down too much? Is that the issue? Because it seems no, like... I think, he's f- I think he's fine on the ball. On the ball, he's an intelligent, clever player. He takes risks, so he loses the ball. I'm fine with that. It's off the ball that he doesn't work hard enough. And people mm. say, oh, it's just his style, his languid. He's languid because he's not running enough. Like, if you ran <laughs> it, you don't appear to be languid. Like, fuck's sake. Uh, yeah, no, it's, um, he, 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 he's going to get found out, isn't it? We've mentioned it on a couple of occasions already. He's, I think he's going to get found out eventually in this, uh, in this Emery squad uh, because Emery is going to demand uh, much, much more of him off the ball. It is a team effort. It is a team game. Everybody needs to be working together. And if you're not, you're not going to get in, regardless of how much of a superstar you are. So, um, but, uh, uh, but yeah, uh, uh, West Ham went ahead and, you know, I mean, sh- should should they have been able to hold on? I know it was early, and sometimes there's that thing, isn't there, where you if you score early, uh, or it wasn't that early, but it was if you score in the first, first. half, anyway, you got to be yeah. If you score first, you got to be got to be careful away from home. How do you play? Well, know, West Ham, you know, West Ham were never going to hold on, but if they'd taken their chances, they would have scored more goals than Arsenal would have. I mean, and they had chances, yeah. They yeah. had good chances, really. Uh, I mean, they dropped when Arnautovic went off. But they had, I mean, Snodgrass had a really good one at the end of the um, first half for 2-2, or was it, sorry, 2-1. Um, yeah, they, they had more and better chances, I think, than Arsenal did. And certainly mm. Arsenal's third goal was only came about because West Ham were continuing to attack. I don't think... And did, know, the, crowd, did the crowd get on Arsenal? Did the, no, did they were pretty sympathetic, I think. Um, pretty generous. I, th- I think they, they want to give Emery time, which they're going to have to do. But Pellegrini, who I thought got the better performance out of his team, now doesn't have time. I mean, mm. who West Ham got next? Uh, it's a good question. Um, we'll look it up. But whoever they've got to play next, they've got to win. 
I mean, unless it's Man City away. Is it Man City away? It's going to be Man City away, isn't it? Well, they're, they're bottom of the table at the moment. Uh, you know, um, with, uh, yeah, obviously no points whatsoever. So um, I think it's going to be, it's, wolves. yeah, whatever they do. They've it's, got Wolves at home. Oh, tasty. <sighs> mate, they've got Wolves, then Everton, then Chelsea, then Man United. So it's not looking That's great. Not easy. Well, they have yeah. to, the home game against Wolves. All right, Wolves are a decent team, but they're a promoted side. You're going to mm. say Pellegrini's got to witness a must win. Yeah, you would imagine so. Uh, if you look at the next three after that, Everton away, uh, and then uh, West Ham and Man United, fair enough, both games at home. But uh, Chelsea, you know, Chelsea and Man United. Sorry, sorry Chelsea, Chelsea and Man United at, at home. So you would, uh, you know, Pellegrini would be looking at this next game, absolutely, and really trying to rile them up. Because if they lose this, they've got zero confidence, uh, or they will have near on zero confidence going up to Goodison. And Everton, are, they're, they're playing Good well, side. Everton. Um, well, although, well, mate, should we segue yeah. on to Everton? Okay. Sounds they're good. Next on our agenda, because yep. uh, Everton had a, had a, had, I mean, Everton have with what they've opened with a, with a two-two, and then a two-one, and now another two-two. And there's goals in that team, mate. There is, there is. It's, uh, it's, it's, and I think they're starting to play the kind of football now that uh, that Everton are really, you know, Everton fans have been clamouring for. You know, the Allardyce period is, 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 is you know, well and truly behind them. They like Silva. They like what he's bringing into the team, into the, into the club and the way that they're playing. Um, so I think it's, uh, it's something that they, you know, they're, they're enjoying and, uh, and they'll certainly uh, uh, be enjoying a lot of, obviously they won against, uh, uh, no, so they're, they're two, two all against Bournemouth, two all against Wolves and two one against Southampton. Thank you very much. Uh, so they got their three points against, uh, against us. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, this, this game, uh, was, was really eventful and, uh, uh it was, I, I enjoyed this one a lot as well. I thought it was very, very good. Uh, a, a quick words, of course, for, uh, unfortunately for, um, uh, uh, for Keane, uh, who unfortunately went off with a fractured skull, I, I believe at the end of the game. So, uh, um, uh, you know, all the best, hopefully for, for him to get better. But now with Jack Yelka out because of his red card and Keane out as well, they're, they're going to have some issues around the back so uh, I think Pellegrini will be looking at that and thinking right you know we need to uh, uh, we need to act on this and we need to see what we can uh, uh, what we can do so um, this was this was a very good game um, and we start very quickly with this game with uh, with, uh, with the Richarlison sending off um, yes yeah, what a shitty way to get yourself sent off either don't don't fake half dummy headbutt someone or just properly nut them do one or the other don't <laughs> Don't shove your head in the general direction of the guy. Like, just, I mean, isn't it frustrating? Like, and I think football is the only arena in which you see the half-hearted head push. You don't see it anywhere else. Like, and it's just, no one wants to see it. Like, pull back your neck muscles, do like Harry Kane on the ball and whack him with your head. (laughs) Don't bother. One of the two. Maybe you'll see it just before, you know, right at the beginning of a boxing match of two guys that don't like each other very much. And before they're allowed True. to start boxing, they might get that their head sort of there. And there's a little but bit of this and that. someone's got their arms in that situation. You know, like the backup <laughs> staff, the trainers and whatever have got a hold of their arms. So yeah, like, yeah. the head is the only thing they've got. Footballers, they could, they could smack him with their arms. Their arms are available. Like that's, you know... <laughs> 
<laughs> Maybe he sort of, you know, did a, did a kind of uh, a quick body scan of himself and just went, are my arms available? No, it doesn't look like it. Uh, I think I'm going to have to, oh, I'll use me Ed, you know, but I don't want to go full blown in because I'm, I'm a pretty boy, uh, you know, so I'll just do a little half-hearted, half-hearted Richarlison. Uh, and uh, it, it was just very stupid. To be honest, um, Smith made the most of it. I think had it been... Uh, had it been any, uh, had it been, you know, some of the sort of harder nuts of, of the Premier League or any of the, um, uh, uh, or, or any of the, uh, I think, Leeds team, uh, you wouldn't have seen, uh, you wouldn't have seen that reaction from Smith. Smith backs off and, and, and sort of, you know, goes, oh, Richarlison did this to me, immediately goes to the ref and then bang, red card. Ref almost doesn't have any, uh, uh, anything with it. So stupid way to get sent off. I think Silva will be pretty angry with him because Richarlison will be out for a couple of matches now. Um, but then Everton, down to 10 men, take on Bournemouth and, uh, and go 1-0 up first through Walcott and then 2-0 up through Keane. So um, it, was, it was looking pretty amazing. Um, uh, admittedly, then there was uh, there was the sending off after Walcott, I think. So uh, before Keane, there was the sending off for Bournemouth as well. So it, it leveled itself out. But then eventually, uh, yeah, uh, Keane got a, uh, a penalty converted and Ake got a tap in towards the end. So, um, But it was a very eventful football match. And I think a 2-2 draw, uh, which is in fact what I called it, uh, um, well uh, as, as it being, um, uh, was probably the fair one. So, um, so yeah. Uh, good, a good match, a very good match, and I think Everton fans should be very happy with what they're seeing so far. Um, mate, we'll move very quickly on to Huddersfield Town versus Cardiff. What do you think of that? Nil, nil. Let's talk about Southampton Leicester. Wonderful. Southampton versus Leicester. Now, <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about this very, very quickly because I was actually watching this match and, oh my God, I'm just not... In fact, I'm, I'm, I don't want to spend too much time over it and it was really very, very annoying. Claude Puel came back. Um, you know, Southampton did all, all right. Uh, uh, I called a, a, a one-all. Uh, we eventually lost it uh, and uh, we lost it. I told right you. At the end. I told you. You upset Claude. You, you upset yeah. him. He's not happy. <laughs> Uh, mate, it's, you were one nil up in this game as well, weren't you? I know, I know. So it's it's one of those uh, just terrible, terrible moments, and we're we're now, you know, for us as well, we're in a terrible position because uh, we we also have, um, you know, we're also down the bottom there, uh, and uh, we I, I don't know. It's really the thing that annoyed me mostly. I think was uh, uh, Hoiberg, Hoiberg, who I, I like very much. I think he's very good. But he came in to replace uh, um, uh, uh, Romeo in the centre of midfield. Uh, I think Hughes thought we need to switch this one around. But the problem was, like he, you know, Hoiberg uh, was just he he got fouled on the edge of the box. And he thought, I know, like, I'm going to continue running. I'm in the box now. If I go down, there's a chance I might get a penalty. There's no way he's going to give me a, a booking for it. He'll just wave on. But credit uh, to the ref uh, because he's, he's come out and he's, he's given him a yellow card, which is exactly what he deserves. And to be honest, I was just fuming by the end of this game. And quite frankly, you know, being where I think, I think we're the team who have lost more uh, points from winning positions than any other team this year. So uh, in 2018, so that is something that we really will need to be looking at. 
And uh, and, and, a, and a quick word on on uh, Ryan Bertrand, who scored an absolutely thunderous uh, shot uh, goal, uh, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. But I think Ryan should not have a beard because it just looks like he's uh, shaved off all his pubes and stuck it on there. So uh, please, Ryan, for the next match, can you please shave off your beard? A bit curious if that's what he had done. Um, mate, all I right. just, just, just very quickly some things on this. One, Harry, Harry Maguazzi scores a goal that again looked like a goal that a pub team player would have scored uh it only adds to the legend that is harry Maguire. was the nature of that goal obviously i don't want southampton to lose but the nature of it it's just so pub he's so pub slabhead is so pub um and and then uh mate mark hughes is favorite to get the sack thoughts on that please oh beautiful yeah <laughs> <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know that. Very yeah, good. Two to Thank one. God. Two to one. He's the two to one favourite to to get the sack. He's overtaken Mourinho after they lost three 0 yeah, Old yeah. Trafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He still. I still think that Hughes is going before Mourinho. Wonderful about that one. Wonderful. Yeah. No. I've. Uh, I'll add to that. Anyone who puts a bet on that and he does get sacked, I'll. I'll give you some. I'll give you some <laughs> cash some more. <laughs> So go for it. Put a flutter on there. No, Mate, it was Albania uh, lost. Albania. Yes, let's move on to Albania. Liverpool versus Brighton, Albania. Uh, uh, 1-0 to Liverpool. Uh, what do we have to say about that? Not much. Mo Salah scored. They were the better team. Although Brighton, I thought, handled themselves nicely. Uh, Gross. Pascal Gross. Pascal. Yeah, boom. No boom, Pascal. No. Um, had <laughs> a head... Yes, Klopp. Klopp is back. I do love Jürgen. He was lovely. Um... <laughs> But yeah, they had a good headed chance at the end. Liverpool, I mean, the goal that they scored was textbook Liverpool. Milner robs the guy in the middle. Uh, Bobby Firmino shines his teeth, dazzles with a pass. And the homeless looking Mo Salah tucks the ball in the corner. I mean, it was textbook Klopp's Liverpool. Uh, they've won three out of three. On we go. On we go. What for Big Crystal Palace in, in, in the match that was... Uh, the game about the Hornet, about the mascot. Um, yes. And apparently it seems to have wound Zaha right up. <laughs> um, a word for Zaha. You know, I've gone through a couple of different uh, uh, stages with this guy uh, from thinking, you know, wow, what a player he's got it all. And he, he, he you know, he's, he, he, he's got the potential to be able to really fulfill it. To him going to Man United and going off the ball and then coming back on loan to Crystal Palace and thinking like he's, oh, he's going to, he's struggling to get back into it. Um, to now, mate, he's beefed up. Mate, he's, he's a very, up. very good player, Wilf Saha. I really mate. think Wilf Saha needs to play for a Champions League team. He's a Champions League player. Really? Yeah, but, uh, United, but, and he signed yeah. a new contract to Palace. But That's then right. I think part that might be to get Palace the best price because he is Fair a enough. Palace boy. You know, he is, he is Palace born and raised. So um, we, we wait and see. But I think, I think he needs to play in the Champions League. I think he's that good. Do you think he's being targeted? Hodgson says he's not a diver. Man, uh, I think, I, th- I don't know about targeted as, as having this idea of, of him being a diver, but I think a lot of Premier League teams have a player that is targeted for being fouled or kicked. I think Zaha for sure. I think Hazard mm-hmm. at Chelsea. Like if you mm-hmm. watch the Newcastle game, uh, which will, you know, they won. But I think the most notable thing in it was that Newcastle were taking turns to kick him. Which mm. I mean, I have no love for Eden Hazard. I never, I really don't. But he is a flair player who likes to play 
football in an enjoyable way, even if he does do it in a Chelsea shirt, which is kind of counterintuitive. But um, yeah, I mean, they strategically kicked him. I think Zaha also gets gets kicked. Uh, I think, I mean, City have too many danger players to strategically kick one or two of them. But I think a lot of Premier League teams have a player like that, that the opposition go after and it's it's a thing it happens it exists mm. yes it's uh, it, it does and uh, I, I felt a little bit sorry for him uh because he seemed to really get booed and he you know every time he touched the ball and obviously that the 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 hornet connection you know came out just before the match as well that probably didn't help um because it was it was about two years ago um but uh, but yeah i've I, i've got to the stage now where i'm just feeling a little bit sorry for him because i don't think he's a diver anymore i think there was a case for it uh, uh beforehand but i don't think he is anymore and hodgson is keep coming out and protecting him which is great uh um good 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 for him but uh but yeah i do feel a little bit uh, a little bit for him but um wait uh, they uh crystal palace they had the better chances for sure watford were looking poor came out in the second half watford and bang scored two uh, two goals one of them great the other one was sort of like a floated cross that went over the keeper um uh, but then zaha scores an absolutely wonderful goal uh, uh to bring it back to 2-1 but too little too late really. yeah Mate, should we move on to Sunday's games? Sounds like a plan. All right, uh, uh, we'll, we'll uh, go. For, we'll start with um, Fulham versus Burnley. Uh, let's uh, chat very quickly about that one. Uh, what do you think? Mate, so I'd like if we can to talk about the Fulham Burnley match and the Newcastle Chelsea match in tandem because you see they were on at the same time. Uh-huh. So I sat down on my Sunday morning with my bowl of cereal and my dog has just been for a walk. Cup of coffee, lovely. Let's watch this, shall we? Right, what have we got? Chelsea, Newcastle, or Fulham Burnley? Oh, I watched the Chelsea game. That's, you know, away at Newcastle. That should be tough for them. Mate, you know that when you, when you know that there's someone next door is having a party and you're having a boring time with your in-laws or something like that, and you're just like, I should switch over. And then you just see the goals flashing in. It's like, it's 1-0. It's 1-0. It's 2-1. It's 3-1. It's 3-2. And you're like watching Chelsea, Newcastle, and you're like, it's still nil-nil. The, <laughs> the moment I switch over, that game is going to stop having... Because you, when you see that there's been a goal, you think, oh, I've missed it. You don't think, oh, there's going to be another one, right? You right. think, you know, that's the goal in that game and I've missed it. And I just kept flirting with flicking over and then just, no, no, Chelsea Newcastle will be interesting. And I guess it was eventually for the last four minutes interesting, but essentially it was horrible to watch. Like, And I blame... In no, no doubt about this, no, no qualms in my statement, no hesitation. Bloody Rafa Benitez, mate, did it on purpose. Oh, do you think he, so? Oh, absolutely. He just wanted to bore everybody. And I get <laughs> it. I get it that Mike Ashley didn't give you any money and he's a <laughs> fat man and nobody likes him. We all understand, Rafa. We have sympathy for you. We feel sorry. I'd kick him out of there and I don't even really know where Newcastle is, except it's somewhere up north. But don't do that don't to me Sunday that. morning. Because no, but, you lost but, anyway, Rafa. So what's the point? Mate, um, overweight managers, um, mm-hmm. you know, some, some get away with it quite well. And I think Rafa's one of them. One of the yes. ones that never did get away with it was uh, Steve Bruce. Do you remember when he came out and he'd suddenly put on Lord knows how many pounds a couple of seasons He goes back. up and down to Steve Bruce. Yeah. 
He goes up and down. Like a yo-yo. Love it. <laughs> um, yeah, but so, some pull it off and some don't, do they? And I think Rafa pulls it off because he's got the whole suit and tie thing going on. Once again, I feel sorry for... I see what you're saying, uh, but I, I do feel sorry a little bit for, for Rafa in the position that he's been put into. But, uh, mate, I watched the full and Bernie goal, uh, game. Well and done, it you. Was, <laughs> it was 3-2 at half-time. It was beautiful. It was just... Mate, and a beautiful goal uh, to open it up. Jean-Michel Sarri. Oh. Mate, oh. are you are you Seri? Are, are you Seri about his goal? Do you think? Do you think Jean-Michel Seri goes Serius? Yes, I am. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Probably in the dressing room. Mate, yeah. d- diminutive is how yes. I would uh, 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 describe him. Uh, in- he looks like a pit bull. I think doesn't he look He's, like a? He was all. He played no. very well. As a not Pitbull. Pitbull the singer. Pitbull the singer is an abomination and should be right. banned from anything. But the dog of Pitbull is, is a nice thing. I Mate, think. you're comparing him to a dog. <laughs> I am. But, but a muscular... A fellow dog. human being, a fellow human being, abomination or not, I think would be a better description than, you know, be a better comparison than a dog, especially a Pitbull. But anyway, all right. No, I think no, you're, you're not talking about the face, though. You're just talking about the no. body. You've got the body yeah, of yeah. a Pitbull with the, a with muscular, the face of... A muscular, <laughs> stocky, powerful build. Yeah, and a serry face. Yeah, okay. Uh, um, uh, Mitrovic with two classic Mitro goals. Uh, uh, absolutely. Burnley then scored towards the end. 3-2 at half time, mate. It was just great. And um, there was a moment I'd like to pick out during the match that the commentator actually, the commentator actually came out and he was commentating with someone who used to play in the Premier League uh, about 10 years ago. I don't know who it was, but he actually came out at one point and said, yeah, it was uh, just like playing against Andy Carroll because Andy Carroll was unplayable at that time. Mate, um, then to be fair, to be fair, mate, it's very difficult to play Andy Carroll while he's on the bench because you can't play against him because he's on the bench. Cause he's fair enough. Because he's rubbish. <laughs> And uh, this is just a personal qualm of mine. The word unplayable. <sighs> Look, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine players turning around to the manager and like, Gaffer, he's unplayable. I, don't, <laughs> I just can't play. I get I in and around him and I can't play, ref. <laughs> like, I can't. Gaffer, what do I do? I don't know. He's unplayable. <laughs> he's unplayable. So hang on a second. Do you mean he's just not easy to play against or do you think he has to be playing i mean which way do you want to go he's unplayable mate he's unplayable i'll leave it to you <laughs> i cannot play with him against him around him up him down him i cannot play him <laughs> oh dear um and andre Schurler, yay got a lovely goal and i the think fourth, the goal that he deserved the fourth yes song. the fourth yeah never yeah. the first never the second no. <laughs> <laughs> there he is again popping up at the end i but like had- to get the fourth he had, he had a great goal, uh, a great game, and I thought he was fantastic. Um, in, in, with my highlight of the Chelsea match was uh, the moment of, uh, and the moment of the game as well, uh, after Chelsea went one up, um, Giroud got smacked in the face and then Newcastle scored. Um, <laughs> that was lovely. That was, that was nice. Because <laughs> he obviously went and complained to the ref and was like, no, I'm afraid you deserve to get smacked in the face, actually. Uh, I'm so sorry. It's like uh, the ref's like, you just won a World Cup without having a single shot on target. Shut Shut up. Don't complain. If I was playing against you, I'd have smacked you in the face and I would have expected us to score from it. Don't complain. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Yedlin's own goal towards the end. Uh, 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 I felt sorry for Yedlin because Barkley's got a tap in if Yedlin doesn't. He's got a tap in. Yeah, yeah. So. All right. Okay. We've done really well uh, to try and zift through those games uh, quickly. Uh, and, uh, mate, just before we do go, can you please say um, 
And uh, Herrera, just say Herrera three times, please. Herrera, Herrera, Herrera. Hooray! And off we go. We'll be right back. For, uh, for the I don't know next. what that was about. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back uh, for part three and the last part uh, where we'll, we're going to cover Europe very quickly. Grope. Part three is apparently about Europe but I doubt it'll be about cheese or wine or any of those nice things. No just bloody football again. Grope. <laughs> <laughs> and this is not a play on words, like gr- Europe, grope up, Europe, grope. <laughs> um, we're gonna cu- <laughs> Welcome back to part three of uh, Born Offside. We're gonna cover Europe. Grope. <laughs> grope Europe. We grope very, very, very quickly. Um, mate, you've got down here, very first of all, who will score first, Cardiff or Ronaldo? <laughs> <laughs> mate, who knows? Currently, Cardiff City are the only, I think they're the only team in the world who hasn't scored a goal this season. It might be just England, it might be Europe, but I'm going to say the world. Who's going to check on it? Uh, they've yet to score, and of course, Ronnie is yet to score. Ronnie, 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 Ronnie is yet to score. Um, yes, he is obviously scored in that first uh, warm-up game and everything, but competitively yeah, yeah, against Juventus uh, B. There's so, a surprise. Yeah. <laughs> I think I get one against Juventus B. Indeed. Um, yeah, it, it, it'll be an interesting one. We're not entirely sure. Uh, over in Italy, uh, we've uh, we've had a, a couple of good matches. Juventus beat Lazio two nil, um, but again, yes, Ronaldo not scoring uh, uh, on this match, but uh, being uh, being quite involved uh, uh, in it as well. Mate, Napoli three two against AC Milan. That's probably three two uh, against AC Milan yeah. after being two nil down. Mm, yes. Yeah. Admittedly, at home, but uh, but yeah, Serilus Napoli, Serilus Napoli. God, I couldn't say. What about what about Napoli's Seri? Mate, we didn't talk. We talked about Chelsea already. We can't go back to talking about Napoli's Seri. Without his cigarettes, but I think he's got his nappy on. Napoli's love it. Beautiful. So that's Serie A covered. Let's move on to Spain. <laughs> Quickly. Uh, uh, Girona and uh, uh, um, uh, Real Madrid beat Girona Mate, 4-0. Also after going think, 1-0 down. Do yep. you think that the Girona fans, because this was obviously a game at Girona, do you think Girona fans, as the team go out, da, 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 my Girona. My Girona. They should. <laughs> it's my probably in Spanish. It's probably Girona. What is it? Girona. Girona. <laughs> oh, you can laugh Girona. Yes. Hey, that's funny. Girona. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that's, that's um, Spain that, covered. That's Spain covered. <laughs> Portugal. Benfica. One sporting one. Nanny Goat scores from a penalty and Benfica's score in the 86th minute. So that was a bit heart- You're joking. It was heartbreaking for me. We almost snatched three points at the Stadium of Light, uh, where I'm sure where there was... Is the sporting stadium is the, the, the stadium of piss, right? Um, <laughs> stadium Ow. of urine on old people. 
<laughs> yes, that's exactly okay. the one. Um, and yeah, so that that's a bit sad because we we were so close to to being able to uh, uh, snatch some points in in the lion's den, so to speak. So that would have been nice. But anyway, all good. Creditable one all draw. Come away with that. That's all good. That's Portugal over. Uh, and let's f uh, not finish with France because we got another another one as well. We got the uh, MLS, but France. Uh, Napa, uh, sorry, uh, uh, PSG is the Paris Saint Germain. So Paris, and we were talking about this beforehand with Paris without Germans. Yes, uh, Saint Germain. It, it, yeah, Saint Germain. Saint. Saint's uh, obviously spelled misspelled S A N S. But and this one is a saint. So Saint Germans. So make up your mind, Paris. Are the Germans that live in Paris saints, or would you like to live in Paris without, without Germans? Germans. Yeah. So, and they be. Angers, 3-1. And Bordeaux, which of course is only famous for wine, we all know that, mm. uh, uh, beat Monaco 2-1 in the Tasty. first post uh, Poyet era with Vieira going in there. So now, has that actually been called yet? Is Vieira actually, is he? Is, no, is Vieira's he... at Nice, mate, isn't he? No, it's uh, not Vieira, sorry. It's <laughs> Terry Henry, isn't it? It's Terry, Terry Henry. Henry. Mixed up me Arsenal. Arsenal mates. Except the Arsenal uh, legends you have. Yes, Thierry Henry is. is has he gone there? I think. I think it was, I think it was a, a close to being. Uh, we'll, we'll have to check it with with the old intranet. Uh, no. While while you do that, I will talk briefly about Gus Poyet's exit from Bordeaux, which was yes. quite spectacular. Uh, he had a press conference at which he said, uh, "I don't know why we've sold this player. I didn't." Uh, approve of him being signed and then when the press officer tried to move them away from the subject point went no i decide when this press conference ends uh which i think is uh, a quite beautiful way to go out in your last <laughs> press conference it might be my last i might not have any more but i'm telling you when it ends and it doesn't end yet <laughs> right shut up he he knew it was all over by then didn't he yes, he was he like this, this is my moment i'm having it now sorry <laughs> Um, uh, look, uh, uh, I have just looked it up. They haven't signed uh, Henri yet. I don't know whether or not they're going to or not, but at the moment they are without a permanent coach. Uh, so, so obviously they couldn't get because Vieira's gone to, to Nice. Sorry, did I say Vieira again? No, 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 you didn't. You didn't. Like Vieira's gone, but they yeah. couldn't get Vieira because he's already gone to Nice. So they've gone for Henri. But if they can't get Henri, will they go for Sylvain Wiltord? Oh, after that, will they go for Freddie Lundberg? Yeah, no, no, he's got to be French, isn't he? I was going to be Robert Pires. Oh, Pires, yes, yes, there you go. And then Petit, <laughs> yes, bring that in. And, and uh, Grimondi, actually, Grimondi was manager of um, Villa for a while, wasn't he? Oh, yes. Oh, god, what ever happened to that? Hmm. He was terrible, I believe. Um, All right, and then, All right. Then it, enough of that. Enough of that, because we didn't even get to speak about wine. So, um, uh, <laughs> poor old Bordeaux. Uh, uh, let, mate, we, we really got to finish, uh, and we got to go nice and quick uh, to the MLS. Highlights, please. Mate, uh, I think this is my favorite named game. Uh, of, in Spain, you have El Clasico. In um, Scotland, you have the old firm derby. Uh, and then in... Uh, Los Angeles, between uh, the LA Galaxy and LAFC, you have yep. El Trafico, um, <laughs> which, as far as I can make out, is due to the fact that it's um, located quite close to where drug trafficking happens. 
Now, you see, I thought it was um, uh, to do with the uh, congestion issues that they have in the center of Los Angeles. Let's say that it's that. <laughs> El Trafico. There's too much Trafico. Hey, there's too much Trafico. Gringo, I can't get to the match. Let's call it El Trafico. Hey, the stadium funny. is empty. Hey, Jorge, that's funny. I call and, it that. Uh, everybody will remember the first El Trafico because that was the one where Zlatan came on, scored two goals, one of which was a beaut, took out a full-page uh, advertisement in the LA Times, said, you're welcome to the city of Los Angeles and all five million people or whatever it is who live there. Uh, and then the second game um, didn't finish in the exciting 4-3, but was a, a fairly eventful, uh, I believe it was a two-all draw eventually. And uh, Ibra did score with a goal that uh, just crossed the line. And then uh, uh, right at the end, Carlos Vela equalizes with a, with a PK, as they say in America. PK! But with a PK. <laughs> PK is actually married to Shakira. So you've got that ah. one. <laughs> you beauty. Well, uh, uh, fantastic stuff. It's, uh, uh, it, it, it's good to see that El Trafico is off to a, a, a flying start for, for, for derbies. And uh, let's hope that we see more, more, more El Trafficking. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> so, we should El so Trafico out of the way from here. Oh, well done. Good man. We should use that as an El Trafico. And we will. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Uh, Born Offside will be back again on Friday, um, uh, Saturday to some people, uh, uh, and Thursday to others, <laughs> just to confuse the hell out of all of you. What, like to Hawaii? Pre yeah, um, the, yeah oh, there, there you go, yeah. Uh, to preview uh, uh, week four of the Premier League. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. Lovely. Goodbye. And it's over for another show. Just play the music that you originally chose cause it was a bit Russian, but now keep using cause you're too lazy to find something else. Three, four.